This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe to the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles joining us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer. Running for the entire month of November, Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Visit smarttrain.net or call 877-346-3333. Joe Ingles joining us. DJ's off, but we've got Riley Jensen. Riley Jensen works with the Jazz folks on mental performance. But, Joe, you are so mentally tough, you don't need anybody's help. Is that correct? No, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) When you won the the medal there in uh, Tokyo, were they playing, uh, what was it, Men at Work? Was that that the music you guys were singing to? Um, I mean, after we won it between then and getting on the plane, the amount of... uh, songs that were played that I probably wasn't in a state to know who was singing them or what they were, but I remember I remember bits and pieces of it. Um, but yeah, it was a hell of a time. Now that was the uh, Men at Work, I think is an Australian band. When Joe yeah. Wingles wants to rock out, what does he listen to? Um, I'm actually not much of a music guy, which my team um, isn't uh, usually too happy when they tell me to like pick a song or something on the We've got speakers like in every place you can ever think of in the stadiums um, and on the plane. And um, I'm more of a podcast guy, if anything, um, or just the radio. Not your station, but um, yeah. Any so other you, radio. you're the only one who doesn't listen to us. Um, yeah, I've, it's probably actually about true. It's actually surprising you kept the job for this long, to be honest. Who, you or me? No, you. <laughs> my my show is the best show that's been in Salt Lake in the last seven years. We are in our eighth year. It's an amazing run, no doubt about it. Are we going to be in the nine and ten and eleven, twelve years? Um. Well, I mean, it's funny. That's obviously not up to me. You'd have to ask uh, our um, general manager Justin Zanuck and our owner Ryan Smith that question. Um, I mean, you know how I feel and Renee feels and our family feels about living here, but um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I obviously haven't been in a contract year for, I don't even know how long, to be honest. (laughs) It feels like I've been contracted for seven years straight. Right. Um, So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, but obviously a lot of that is, is in their hands. That's partly obviously out of my control. All right, our mental performance guy, Riley Jensen, has a mental performance question that's going to penetrate your brain and make you a better player, a better man, a better husband, and a better father. I'm ready. (laughs) Flair for the dramatic with PK. I I appreciate you letting me ask a question. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in the mentality of elite athletes. And so I, I guess mine is a two-part question. Number one is, who is the is the most mentally tough player that you ever played with? And I'm not talking about best basketball player, but most mentally tough. And then 
The second part of that question is, is how have you evolved mentally over the years from your yeah. maybe your rookie year or maybe clear back to the Australian basketball leagues to now? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the first part of the question is an, an easy one for me. It would be Paddy Mills um, from the Brooklyn Nets now um, and obviously a, a long-time teammate of mine with the national team and um, we were actually talking about it not long ago with Jock Landau, who was on our national team as well, who's now with the Spurs. And um, just uh, with Paddy seeing obviously how professional and, and how dedicated he is to his craft of obviously basketball and, and the health side of it and, and the mental side of it and all that and what the time he puts into it too. But I don't think people ever will really understand what he does off court and the amount of stuff he does off court. Um, being an Indigenous Australian, um, he, he's, his mum's Aboriginal, his dad's from the Torres Strait, and um, growing up the way he did, he's a single single child. Um, and just, I guess, hearing stories from him and talking about it, and now what he's done with all of that, um, what do you call it, kind of promoting his culture, showing his culture to people, um, the, the things he do is, is, is really unbelievable. And obviously, um, I guess for me, one of the, the kind of the coolest parts was when we won the medal this summer and um, he had so much going on. And then and, and on top of that, the, the contract year for him and then trying to figure out where he's going to play. And, and when he's all in on something, he's all in. Like there's no... And he was all in on, on our Boomers team and he, he was telling teams that they had to wait and, and do all this. And he was just... Hand, he, like you would just never know what's going on in his life because he just keeps everything so kind of compartmentalised of, with this is the Boomers and I'm fully, fully in here and um, now I'm with the Brooklyn Nets and I'm fully in here but if I've got something to do with my family and my culture and the history and then I'm going to be fully into that and uh, it's pretty cool to see um, and obviously being a close friend of it's something that you, you kind of get, go proud of someone that you, you've known since 14, 15 years old and to see kind of who he is today so that's a, an easy one for me and um, myself I think I mean the mental side of it I when I first started playing professionally I used to kick the ball into the stands about three times a practice because I would lose my mind and um, I think just being with with different coaches different players learning from different coaches and different players and um, obviously at the point I'm at now I'm I'm very settled with my off-court life Um, obviously Renee and the kids are are, are number one and um, I've always said it and Renee is probably the the best one to to kind of keep me in perspective of as long as as long as Renee is okay as long as the kids are I, I can go out there and, and play basketball and, and again obviously with basketball it's the almost kind of like the second part of my life because my my family is number one and and when I know they're okay and they're in a good spot and um, which is where we are right now which is funny you asked about the contract because obviously I would just love to stay here because the, the kids are in school and they're so happy and. Miller's got a group of friends and Jacob over the last couple of years, his, his development's just been unbelievable. And, and Renee's really settled with, with a good group of friends and friends outside of basketball and, and doing some stuff in the community with the, the Millers and stuff like that and, and donations. And um, so I, the, the mental side of it is, is very easy for me when I know my, my family's good and at the end of the day, I, I get to play basketball for way too much money and, live in a great <laughs> great place to, to play and with great fans and to 
the basketball side of them for me is is the easy part because it's the enjoyable part. It's what I grew up doing. I've done it since I was five years old. I never thought I would be in the position I'm in today. Um, so it's very easy for me to, to, as long as I get a text from Renee saying the kids are good, I can go out on the court and 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 play free and 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 enjoy it and 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 kind of separate those two things. Uh, not not hasn't come without ups and downs and, and frustrating times and, and being cut by the Clippers and not thinking I was going to have a job and and all that. But um, at the end of the day, I, I would have to probably give all the credit to, to Renee and the kids because they're the ones that kind of keep me keep me going in the right direction. It's, Sorry for the two really long answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear, Joe, that the Australians who are in the NBA are a tight group. I remember you told us yeah. a few years back. All you guys, or most of you guys anyway, went uh, down to San Diego during the All-Star break. And so one of the guys right now appears to be struggling, and that's Ben Simmons. Has there been any contact among the Australians reaching out to him? Uh, yeah, I've spoken to him a couple times just through through messages. Um, I'm sure other guys have too. Um, how, it's funny you said that our Boomers group chat from the um, – the Olympics just popped up yesterday with some, obviously he wasn't in that because it's just the 12 in the team. Um, but we, we stay, try and stay as connected as we can. And obviously for, for Ben in his situation, um, he's trying to figure out kind of what he wants to do. And obviously the team plays a part in that too, because they have, they kind of, I guess, have to say at the end of the day, well, who they want to trade him for or if they can figure it out and he stays. But um, obviously, the, I think the latest thing was the, the mental side of it for him, and right. um, for him, I think, and, and and every athlete, if if you're not right in that space, you, you need to figure it out, and you need to get some help, and um, make sure you are doing okay. Um, obviously, everyone goes through different things at different times. Um, obviously, we've had our fair share of stuff with, with Jacob's diagnosis and stuff like that, and. Um, yeah, just having having the right people around you, having the right people that you can talk to. Um, Renee's probably listening and laughing because I literally don't talk to anyone. <laughs> I keep everything to myself except to Renee, obviously. But um, even with that, I, I'm still pretty pretty quiet on that front. So uh, I think for Ben, it's about finding the, the people he can trust and, and open up to and, and figure out what's going on and, and what he wants to do with his, his career. Does he does he want to stay there? Does he want to go... Um, does he need the break that uh, that obviously he, he's having at the moment? So obviously, for as a as a human being first, you, you wish him all the best, and, and hopefully that, that from his side and his the people around him they could, they can figure it out. And um, at the end of the day, you want the, the kid to. Be, I mean, he's still he's still a kid. He's um, he's a young dude, and you, you want him to be happy. You want him to be enjoying it because, like I said before, it's we're very lucky to to have the job that we have. For sure. Uh, one of the things I've noticed, Joe, as I've watched jazz basketball, is that you don't go and challenge shots very often. You're not considered a <laughs> shot blocker. So why would Rudy Gobert think that he's a point guard? Uh, who knows, man? <laughs> who knows? Sometimes you have these, like, I don't know, flashbacks maybe. Maybe he was a point guard when he was – I think he was a bit of a – bit more of a guard when he was younger, but um, – yeah, that was silly, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, the amount of good he does for us, um, obviously on the defensive end, and, and he's been extremely, obviously, really good this year offensively as well. But, um, yeah, we'll give him a little bit of leeway, but 
I doubt he's probably still asleep now, but if he is listening, <laughs> next time uh, just kick it up to Donovan or Mike or someone. Or, or literally anyone else. <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> anyone but <Hassan. laughs> And those two won't be on the court together at the same time. No, so so it doesn't matter. We're good there. Uh, so you got this road trip coming up now, and you're starting to get in the flow of the season. You're a team that uh, I could argue from your rotation 1 to 10, especially when Gay gets back, is maybe the deepest rotation in the franchise history since it's moved to Salt Lake. And I know they went to the finals and they were they were sort of top heavy there. Uh, but how do you go through the monotonous portion of the yeah. regular season knowing that how you're going to be judged is in May and June? I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of a cliche answer, but it's the process of like, figuring things out and getting better and, and obviously like figuring out what we want to do, how we want to play offensively, how we want to play defensively. Um, obviously, we're going to see different coverages throughout the year and making sure that we execute against the coverages. Um, the one that sticks out to me still is there's been a couple games at the end of Sacramento the first time, which obviously I didn't play, but watching in the back. and It was the first time, obviously, I think it was the second or third game, but the the first time that someone had started switching against us and um, for us it's obviously been a, something we've sometimes been good at but more been bad at um, and obviously we, we know that's what teams are going to do um, whether it be the Clippers in the playoffs in that series or whatever. The regular season obviously a little bit different because teams usually play a bit more traditionally and then the playoffs they kind of tinker their lineups to how they really think obviously they can win and um, the thing with us has obviously been going small and, and dragging Rudy away from the rim and, and not letting him or, or trying to stop him protect the rim. So, um, But I think I think they played Harrison Barnes at the five in that game and, and we did really well and they scored two points in the last three or four minutes. So for us, as like you said, the regular season, there's going to be good games and bad games and we're going to obviously lose more games. We're not going to not lose the rest of the year and, and the process of getting better and figuring things out and, and obviously watching film and not just defensively, but offensively, how we want to play when guys are aggressive, when they're not, whose turn it is, is there a mismatch we can figure out? <laughs> um, just just figuring all those things out. And, and obviously we've got 82 games to do that. So being diligent with it, watching film, getting better individually. And, and then obviously when we have the time, uh, like, we realize the team's switching, like, let's kill it and, and dominate that three or four minutes and make them have to get out of it and do something else. So um, as kind of monotonous, as you said, as the season can be, um, you almost have, like, games within the game of, of things we have to focus on and do. And um, so far, we've done a, a good job of it. I think we've had... Um, obviously, we, we haven't been perfect for seven games, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um but obviously more good than bad. And at the end of the day, we were able to win the games as well. So uh, we've got a, a tough trip coming up, obviously, with these three games and, and Atlanta, obviously, what they did last year and continuing that on. And Miami are right up there again, um, as they usually are. And, and Orlando is, is playing, obviously, very young, but Jamal Mosley's got them playing extremely hard. Some clips popped up the other day on the TV. So, um, yeah, good trip for us, and um, obviously, hopefully, we come back with three wins. But at the end of the day, we we need to come back better than when when we leave today. 
So right now, Jordan Clarkson can't throw it in the Great Barrier Reef, but he is one different dude. So of all the people you've played with, it would probably affect him the least, I would think. Is that accurate? Yeah, JC's kind of JC on and off the court, regardless of the, um, the basketball side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, no doubt it's frustrating, um, especially because of a lot of the shots are shots he's made in the past or, or made basically all of them last year. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, you can, you could, there's obviously a number of things you could throw up as excuses. He, he would never do that. Um, we were actually talking yesterday. Donovan was saying, it was like reading something about guys were complaining about the ball and. Oh yeah. I saw um, that. Yeah. Paul George. Yeah. And the, the, um, I mean, we've played, this is what the third season in, two years kind of thing like it is there's been a lot of basketball played um, there's, there's a number of things obviously at the end of the, I mean JC's the sixth man too like people are going to defend him differently than what they have in the past because of what he's been able to achieve over the last 18 months um, and he'll, he'll figure it out we can do a better job as well as a team of making it easier for him getting him some easier looks getting him some, some layups getting him in the paint um, but like you said I mean it, it's not something that um he would be too worried about it. More the worry of, of wanting to help the team than individually worrying about his, his stats or percentages or anything like that. He had that just unbelievably, unbelievably funny moment when the news reporter asked him, are you going to be at Vivid this year? And he says, yeah, a lot. When you first saw that, what did you think? Um, I mean, it's funny because it's like, if it was me, it wouldn't surprise me that she didn't know. Or someone else, I don't know, whoever else you could think of, but oh, probably probably Boyan, probably just me and Boyan. <laughs> um, but I mean, JC's like, JC, like, I don't know how you, I don't think anyone, like, even non-basketball community people know JC. Um, and he's got a new, very identified, what do you call identifying face tattoo like <laughs> it's not like he's this like average looking dude that doesn't look like a boss like he he is a basketball that's what he um so yeah it, it was hilarious we, we still laugh about it now but um the, yeah would have been very more surprising if it was if it was me <laughs> It was a, what a deadpan answer, man. I mean, just yeah. I mean, lot. and that's just JC. Like he's gonna play. Like he's not gonna go stand up there and be like, "You don't know who I am. I'm Jordan Clarkson, <laughs> sixth man of the year." Like, there's no way he would do that. Uh, no. Before you get out of here, tell us what you got going November twelfth. Because I know you got an activity, you and Renee. I don't think it's Renee and the kids. I just think it's you and Renee. But can you tell it's us Renee. about it? Yeah. Um, Culture City, obviously the board we're on with dealing with a, a lot of sensory processing and, and autistic kids and all families, really. Um, uh, coming to Utah, a bunch of them are coming. Um, so we're holding a luncheon November 12th. Um, we're at a pretty good number of people, but we can always fit more people in. There's a couple of different rooms we're looking at or that we've got available. So um, I can post it again. I, I can retweet my tweet that I that I did. There's still some tickets. Um, there's some giveaways, some pretty cool things, and um, obviously some really, really good people to, to speak to. So if you are involved in kind of the autism or sensory processing world or it's a family member or a child or um, whatever the situation is, obviously it's more kind of 
lean towards that type of world. Um, but obviously, we'll, we'll take anyone that wants to come and, and donate and help. And um, awareness, obviously, awareness is the main thing. So, um, yeah, November 12, it's at the Grand America. Um, some pretty cool people coming. Some uh, One of the, I don't even know what you call it, the host. The host is actually a really cool dude that everyone will enjoy hearing from. Um, so it'll be a really cool event. But, yeah, November 12, and, and I'll post the link today. And, there's, like I said, there's still some tickets available. So um, make sure Quinn has practice off that day. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be a little bit late. But, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. All right, Joe, we'll go get three on the trip, and we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. That is Joe Ingles making his weekly appearance, uh, and he'll retweet that. His uh, thing, his Twitter handle is at JoeIngles7. It's culturecity.org to get more information. Culture with a K. Culturecity.org. And Joe Ingles is going to be doing that, and that's a great fundraiser and opportunity to mingle with some fancy people and have a good time. There you go. Okay, coming up next, we'll hit you up on what you missed so far in the show. We've had a good time with Riley Jensen sitting in. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.